Hi, this is Natalie Hoffman of FlyingFreeNow.com, and you're listening to the Flying Free Podcast, a support resource for women of faith looking for hope and healing from hidden emotional and spiritual abuse. Welcome to episode 97 of the Flying Free Podcast. I am really excited to introduce you to Stacy Brookman. She is a life storytelling and resilience expert. And we got to know each other a couple of years ago through the Emotional Abuse Recovery Summit that she did. That you still, is that still available to purchase? It is. Yes. Okay. So yes. maybe at the end, you can talk about where you can find, we'll, we'll tell you all the places where you can find Stacy yeah. and access her resources, but we're going to be talking about this. Well, first of all, hi and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited to be here. We love doing things together and just can just chat. So yeah, yes, it's awesome. Stacy yeah. and I have a, um, we have a good synergy here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she is going to be ta- today. She's going to be focusing on the subject of writing to heal, which I think is so fascinating. And I'm so into the whole idea of journaling. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I, what I do and teach my people in in my group, but she kind of takes another, a little bit of a, more of an expansive bent on that. And first of all, though, you know, the first question (laughs) I think that I want you to answer is healing from what, like, what are some Ooh. of the way, like, what are some things that people would want to heal from that journaling could, or that writing could actually help them with? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. I don't even think I've, I've ever had that asked before, but really writing to heal helps you heal whatever hurts you've had. And, and this is what I always say. I said, we, we do not have, there's no trauma Olympics and hardly anybody escapes childhood without some sort of trauma. So all of us can benefit from, from writing and writing to specifically dig into those tough stories. I've, I've actually on my podcast interviewed someone who's come through cancer like three times, um, you know, people who've lost loved ones, people who've been in um, traumatic situations, emotional abuse. That's what I really focus on is people who've been in emotionally abusive relationships. And, um, but really writing gets any junk that's in your head out and you can heal from it. Yes. I love that. I love that. And of course the audience here is women of faith who are dealing with (laughs) emotional abuse. So this is perfect for them. Can you tell us how in the world does writing actually help? Oh, that's another great <laughs> question. So um, <clears throat> let me just, uh, if you don't mind, let me tell you how I found that out. And in the meantime, and, and as I'm doing that, I will, t- that you'll know how, understand. So I was going through divorce with a sociopath about, gosh, it's been more than 10 years ago now. Oh my gosh, it was, you know, of course, horrible. And I did not even understand any of this uh, um, strategies we can use today. Right. And it's, it was just, you know, as you're just kind of in that brain fog, I did something that was really healthy for me in the middle of that. Couldn't remember what was going on. Didn't know what was happening day to day. Didn't know what was going to happen to me day by day because of the, the strategies this guy was using. It was horrible. And um, my parents gave me actually some money for my birthday, even though I was an adult, you know, they, they still, you Mm -hmm. know, send whatever, a little bit of money in a card, which was cool. And as 
parents, we usually like as moms, you know, you're going to spend it on your kids or let's go out to eat or let's do something. I took that money and I thought, you know what? I want to do a writing class, a memoir class. And so I started a class. I took that money and it would, that was the money. And that was a class that actually I, I'd say saved my life. So wow. as I started writing, I realized, you know, I was bringing these crazy stories of, you know, him cutting the heater, the wires in the middle of winter in New York, Rochester, New York of <clears throat> calling child protective services on me and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I would just write these stories out and bring them to my class. And I realized as they were non-judgmental, they couldn't fix my problem at all, but they held my story with grace and just listened. And as I was writing these stories out, I became so much calmer and we did some exercises and I realized, oh my gosh, my life theme, I thought I was a professional woman. I, I started seeing clearly how in the world did I end up in an abusive relationship? And so it helped me start to heal, start because it was a, um, you know, healing is a, is a long-term process. But I started researching like, why in the world did just writing those tough stories, everything just happened to me each week, why in the world did that help? And found that there's a wide body of research out there. Dr. James Pinnebaker from the University of Texas has done a ton of research, um, lots of others. Um, I, oh gosh, I can't remember his name from uh, North Carolina. Um, but anyway, the, the research shows that writing and digging into that tough stuff, like actually writing your feelings and getting into those stories. And we can talk about how in, in the past and current tough stories, actually helps boost your immune system, boost your emotional um, well-being, physical, psychological well-being. There is a wide body of research around that, that um, so much so that they now even have degrees on, um, gosh, what is it? Uh, expressive writing therapy. There's an expressive writing therapy degrees all around the world. And when I found that, I was like, oh my gosh, Everybody in the whole world needs to know <laughs> that yes. writing can heal, even if you're not a writer. I love that. I wish you, you guys are on the podcast. All you, you guys can only hear her, but I wish you could see her <laughs> setup behind her. It is absolutely gorgeous. She's got these yeah. antique typewriters and yes. a beautiful pictures that all kind of, it's a very peaceful um, but it, it definitely screams writing is yes. amazing. <laughs> I, I just love it for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you had told me before that you have these four strategies or these four, um, things that you tend to, that you teach. And I, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share those with oh, the listeners. Yeah. Absolutely. So the first one, I'll just tell them all to you first, and then I'll kind of go into a little bit of it. Each one, the first one is to embrace your stories. Then you've got to enable your stories. Then you need to enhance your stories. And then you need to elevate your stories. So let me tell you a little bit about each one of those. When you, the first one is to embrace your stories. And it seems kind of counterintuitive, to embrace those tough stories. Like you've got to turn to your past or like in my case, it was my present and stare down 
those stories that haunt you, the trauma, whatever tough things life has thrown at you. And you've got to, um, in order to become more resilient, you've got to become less resistant to those stories. Like you have to acknowledge they're tough. They're terrible. They're awful. You have Mm -hmm. to acknowledge you have a story there. And when we try to um, ignore the bad stuff, and you've probably heard some of these things, people will tell you, oh, just get over it. Just put it in the past. The past is past. And um, maybe your past is embarrassing or icky, or, you know, maybe you think you're just being a baby about these things. Like it wasn't that bad. So we try anything to try to minimize what has happened. But what writing does is it says, you know what? You need to address it. You need to dig into them. You need to just uncover everything, like the bad stuff. Just get it out. When you get it out, it loses its power over you. Like you're, you're actually manipulating, especially with your, when you're writing, you're manipulating that story instead of that story having power over you. That's wow. a beautiful thing. I that's love, incredible. love that. It is. And that's just the first step. Did you have any, in your personal experience, did you have any like kickback from your own self as far as like resistance to wanting to look at some of those hard things? You know, I did at first, I did at first, but as I was doing the exercises, I discovered, um, my life theme in some of these stories that I, that was a hidden life theme, right? So what I did was when I learned, I started writing some, doing an exercise that I actually take my folks through and I started seeing a commonality and I, I thought I was a professional woman and successful and all of that. And when I discovered my life theme in this writing, I was like, wow, I don't raise my hand. I, I've, I've lost my voice and I can see incidences from kindergarten, grade school, high school, young adult, all the way into my 40s, mid 40s. And I realized, um, wow, that's crazy. And then I, I do a technique and, and I teach a technique called free writing in a very specific way. And that makes it easy. Like you, there's no judgment. You're just getting that out of your head. It's partial words, it's junk. And that's actually step number two, enabling your story. You've got to get that out of your head because when you go through some sort of trauma, and I said, there's no trauma Olympics. Like if your dog died when you were 10 years old, that could be a trauma that's Mm -hmm. sticking in your head, or you moved into a different city and you had to, you were totally a stranger, you know, that those sorts of things, in addition to true abuse and other types of things like that, that sticks in your head. And, and um, gosh, now I've lost my train of thought. When I, when you start writing about those things, um, it's partial sentences, it's feelings, it's um, no punctuation, no grammar. It makes it easier to get it out. Right. Nobody's going to see that junk. So I'll tell you, you, you mentioned that you um, you've journaled, right? Yeah. I resisted journaling for a long, long time, like forever, because I started journaling a couple of times and all I could write was bad stuff. Like it's like, here's my horrible day. It was junk and it was awful. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want some future person seeing this and thinking I was a bad and negative person. Right. Yes. And so the way I teach with this free writing is like, you just get that out. It's only for you. No one in the entire world will ever see it. 
right? Nobody. And what that allows you to do is address it and say, okay, here's what it is. And when I see it for what it is, then I can fix it. When I saw my life theme was not standing up for myself, not raising my hand, not sharing my voice with others. I realized I didn't like, like, I'm like, I don't, that's not me. I don't want that, but it rang true. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you acknowledge it, when I saw it, I could change it. And I did, I changed my life theme. Now I speak out. And if I see something, I address it in a non-confrontational way. I'm still an introvert. I'm, you know, and, uh, and, and so that helped me become a better me, the, the me that I really should be in the, and the true me. And that's how I became more resilient and started living a joy filled life because all that junk, you know, it it grows around in your head and it's, it's foggy and your your brain tries to protect you on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Like it makes things foggy because it's like, okay, that's, you know, we don't want to address that. We don't want to look, let's just put this in the back, but it comes back time and time again. So when you write and you get it out in black and white, whether you write physically or whether you write on the computer, there's different people think different things on that. But um, in in any case, it helps you heal because you're getting that out of your head and you're able to control that story and see it for what it really, really is. Right. It's almost like you become more of an objective observer of your story instead of so emotionally caught up in it that you, that you're upside down in a tsunami and you can't figure out which way is up and which way is down. Exactly. You're looking at it with older and wiser eyes, but also more compassionate eyes. So, so that's where, this is where people start to say, you know what, or you can, you know, you, um, you can start to say this. I, and I hope people do, which is, you know what, you were doing the best you could at the time. So when I was writing, I was thinking, you know, gosh, why in the world did I get in, involved with this guy? Like he, there were red flags all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But I was doing what I could with what I had at the time, with the knowledge that I had, with the uh, the psychological makeup that I had at the time. And I had just come out of another bad relationship where, you know, he, he, I was rejected just your whole childhood and, you know, how you were raised, all of that's there. And I did the best I could at the time, mm-hmm. right? It's okay if I didn't see those red flags. Now I see them. Now I will not, uh, you know, connect with anybody who has those red flags. In fact, I've, I've, you know, put people at arm's length that I've seen have that. So it's okay to look back and say, you did the, you know, don't, don't look back in condemnation, look back in compassion, at yourself. Yes. I love that. Yeah. In fact, I just, um, when I was doing this exercise, I looked back and, and I was able to say to myself, like my eight-year-old self or my 16-year-old self that, you know, had some of these traumas, you know what? It's okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay to speak up now. It's okay to share your opinion. It's okay to have a voice and, It was that eight-year-old girl that was saying, no, don't speak out. Don't, nobody wants to hear your voice. Do not, you know, make a ripple in the water. Just be in the corner and be quiet. I operated it as an adult for decades from that eight-year-old girl telling me what to do. And so I just looked back and said, you know, it's okay. It's okay to share your voice. And we're going to do that from now on. Are you a woman of faith who also happens to be divorced? 
I've been developing a brand new program that will give you the tools you need to manage your thoughts and emotions, grow your self-confidence so that you can take risks and do things you never dreamed possible, and so you can build happy, healthy relationships with other people. Did you know none of this good stuff depends on your outward circumstances or your past? You can generate the life you've dreamed of all by yourself, and I'm going to teach you how through online classes and transformational coaching. Are you ready to take your new life to the next level and fly higher? Learn more and get on the waiting list at joinflyinghigher.com. You know what I love about that too, is there's people listening who are probably thinking, well, that's all fine and good for people like Stacy or people like Natalie, you know, they get out there and they speak and, and I'm not like that. I'm an introvert. I don't want to, you know, that's just not my personality, but here's the thing. Both Stacy and I are introverts. Yes. Okay? Both of us, neither one of, we were both in a place, you know, 10, 15 years ago where we weren't saying anything and we, we yes. were saying things, but definitely only things that everyone would agree with, you know, right. that, would, that, would, that right. would be when we'd open our mouth. And, and the, the thing is, is that every human being on this planet, God created all of us with a voice and a story, Absolutely. whether, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert is completely irrelevant. And just being able to find who that person is inside of you that's hiding in fear and exchanging that fear for love. And I love how this whole writing process actually helps you to embrace that stance of love for yourself and your story rather than hiding from it. Yeah. That's God's really, that's God's destiny for all of us. Right. And you don't know what that is until you start exploring and you start writing and you start... uh, feeling confident in yourself, right? I mean, you've got to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. Right. I I know a lot of women who are, who've gotten out of relationships and they're like, I need to, or I want to get back in another relationship or I need somebody or, you know, not just women, there are men too, but I get it. I understand because you want to be like, we're designed to be loved, right? But you've got to love yourself first and understand that God loves you and how he loves you so tremendously. And you have to like embed that in your very being and be kind to yourself. Don't listen to that mean girl in your head. That mean girl is almost gone. Not completely. You know, I still have moments (laughs) where I'm like, should I... Why, yes, I should do that, you know? (laughs) Well, and she's mean, that that mean little girl is only mean because she's scared, you know? So it's almost like instead of getting rid of her, we help transform her into a a peaceful little, the peaceful, the little girl that we wish that we could have been that felt safe and happy and loved and could make mistakes without being afraid or without worrying about someone condemning her or, you know, ripping on her or doing bad things to her. And that's what we want her to be. We want her to become that person inside of us. Mm, Yes. So, okay. So the third, the third one is enhance. What's that? Enhance. So once you've done that free writing and it's like jumbled mess, like it is a like partial sentences, misspelled words, junk that's out on paper. And I recommend people do that. uh, Five, 10, 45 minutes a day, um, however long you can, and just get that junk out because that's going to give you golden nuggets. Then what you're going to do is you're going to pick and choose from those 
those free writings, that ugly stuff, and you're going to form a beautiful story with that. Yes, those horrible, tragic, awful events can be formed into a beautiful story where you can share your wisdom, right? That's another thing that that happens when you write your story. You have learned wisdom, hard-won wisdom that you might not have even discovered or implemented yet, right? As you've gone through those things, maybe you don't even realize what you've learned. Mm. And when you're culling through these free rights and you're forming them into little scenes and stories, you um, discover not only that wisdom and you can lay that out into a beautiful story, but you can also learn your superpowers, right? I learned that I could be confident. I learned that I can endure. Now there are some things I shouldn't endure, which is the abuse, but I'm, I learned that I'm creative. I learned that I am the best brainstormer you will ever come across. (laughs) Like that is my superpower. If I had to pick one, that would be it. But I didn't know until I started writing and I started seeing, again, seeing yourself in a different light in that third person and saying, wow, you've, you've come through a lot. Way to go, girl. Wow. That is so neat. That's, that's really, really fun. So you're going to form these into beautiful stories. You never have to publish, right? Ever, ever. You do not have to publish. It can be just for you. You can burn all the free rights if you want. Although I've kept mine, I love mine because I want to go back and pull more stories out of them. But, you know, that's that's the enhancing. That's where you start to learn those lessons and you can implement it. Like you're making things visible to yourself that you can pull out of there and um, making lemonade from those lemons. Mm. And then that fourth step is enhancing. Uh, No, that's the third step, elevating, elevating your story. So as you're forming those, you can share them if you want. Now, most people, a lot of people say, no, no, I never, ever, ever want to, or there's going to be implications for that, et cetera. And, and that's okay. But as they're writing, they're like, wow, maybe, maybe I want to. And here's what I say. Here's what I tell people. If you're doing that work, all of that work, the, the um, step one, two, and three, you are digging into that dirt and and you are unearthing, let's say a rock and you're carving away at a sculpture inside that rock and you've polished it and you're, and you're, you're, it's a beautiful sculpture now, right? Would you hide that sculpture in a closet or would you bring it out for everyone else to see? And how much more valuable is your story than a mere sculpture, right? And so this is what I always say, people, if what would happen if someone was about to go through what you've been through or what would happen if someone is in the midst of going through what you've been through, wouldn't you want to turn around, give them a hand and give them a shortcut, share your wisdom so they can get through that easier. And that's what your story can do. That's amazing. And that's kind of what you ended up building, Yes, building something, a a way to help people by doing what helped you. Yes. And can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I'm sure people are going to, you teach, you teach classes, correct? Tell us what you do. Absolutely. Yes. So I I have the Emotional Abuse Recovery and Resilience Summit, and then I have the Life Story Laboratory 
course. I think it's, I just shorten it Life Lab for short, but that's where I teach all of these things and we dive in, like we, our cohorts dive into those, your stories and we help you get them out of your head in an easy way. This is like, you don't even have to be a writer to write your life stories. And, you know, so you have somebody there with shoulder to shoulder with you digging into those stories and doing that, you know, excavating them and, um, doing that free write, going through, like polishing it and making sure that, and, and then there are publishing options. Definitely. Um, I don't, don't do any publishing myself, but I'll teach you like the couple of different ways that you can do it. That's easy. But um, the, I love it because it's, it's 10 weeks of guided, right. With, with a cohort of other people who have been in emotional abuse or other types of abuse that are all positive and, sh- and building out their stories and digging into those. And so it's a really supportive, um, amazing course. So I love doing that. I also have a YouTube channel where I just like share, like what is the difference between sociopath and a narcissist, right? Um, or, you know, what, what are some commitments a woman who has escaped those things should make with herself? And, or how do you even get out of a tough relationship? So all kinds of things like that. Like you've got to prepare you know, if I had to do it over, if I had this, this future wisdom back then, I, it would have been a, a lot smoother. But um, anyway, yeah, I just I love, love, love sharing all the knowledge, hard one wisdom that I have with lots of other people, because I want to give them a shortcut. That, that is awesome. So just so you guys know, I'm going to put all of the links to these resources that Stacy offers. I want you to know that Stacy is the real deal. Okay. She is an amazing person. She's not a fraud. She's not a fake. She's so genuine. I love her to pieces and I love her work. And I'm so glad that you were able to come on here and I was able to introduce you to the people who listen to this podcast and I'm excited that some of them can find you and get extra help from you in the things that you have to offer. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was fabulous. And I know like, like the stuff that you do and the help that you give people is amazing as well. So, you know, the more of us we have, the better. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's so true. And that's what we're doing. We're right. actually training other women to do all of these things as well. So we can actually have a snowball effect. Exactly. We're just two, we're just two people, two little ants in the universe. Right. So we, need to, we need to get a whole army of ants. We shouldn't, well, I shouldn't say that. We don't want to see ourselves like ants, but butterflies. We want to get a whole bunch that's of butterflies. Saying, with 2020 being what it is, it could be an army of ants coming. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, and also I just want you guys to know too, that, um, Stacy's going to be doing a workshop, an expert workshop in the flying free group. Flying free will not be open until April of 2021. So it's going to be a while, but you can tuck that in the back of your um, mind. If you're ever interested in join, joining that, you can get on the waiting list at joinflyingfree.com. And, um, she's going to be doing a workshop. We're going to record it now. As soon as we're done yes. with this podcast. <laughs> called um, Using Tough Life Stories to Build Strength and Resilience. So she's going to get into a little more depth than what we were able to do in a short podcast. But if you want the whole enchilada, you need to go to her website and sign up for her 10-week class. Yes. All right. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, fly free.